is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. podcast platforms. Uh, Edward, it's great to be with you here today. Great to be with you too, Chris. Where did the idea for the Ark and the Dove podcast come from? Yeah, so uh, it's it's interesting. We first had uh, the idea uh, from a conversation that we had with uh, Father Michael Roach, who's a former professor, or sorry, he's a uh, former pastor, retired pastor here in the Archdiocese, kind of an unofficial archivist, so to speak, and then he's also a history professor at Mount St. Mary's, and he still does teach there at the Mount. But He knows everything. He does. He knows everything he, he and does, everybody. He know. does. And so it's always uh, a lot of fun just sitting down with him and sharing stories and uh yeah, it's just always a great conversation. So we were having lunch with him at one point, and he brought up the Black Catholic Church and just started sharing kind of some of uh, that history. And he's actually taught about that history at the Mount. And so uh, all of a sudden, uh, we had this great conversation, and Jay and I were talking after the fact and said, you know, this would make a really interesting uh, podcast. And uh, then lo and behold, I get a... Um, big bag of books dropped off to my office from Father Michael Roach of all of the kind of essential readings in Black Catholic history. And so that kind of started it off. And then in 2020, those questions became a lot more pointed, obviously, with the with the death of George Floyd um, and just the uh, what we saw kind of as a result of that. Mm -hmm. So now you and I are both sitting here. Neither of us are are black Catholics. Neither of us are black Americans. So we don't haven't lived that experience we don't know that experience how did you find people to talk with you for the podcast who could bring that experience to you yeah and i think that was the the big piece is we wanted to hear people's stories and people's experiences right i mean to, to your point like because we're we're not black catholics um hispanic growing up in houston like i have my perspective and my experience um, and other people have their experience. Jay grew up in, in New York. And so uh, we really wanted to hear people's stories. I think part of it was just uh, getting to know individuals in our parishes. So we spent a lot of time with parishioners at St. Bernadine's who were very grateful, uh, gr gracious enough to spend time with us, to share their stories, to share their history of the parish. Um, but then we also uh, 
connected online with a gentleman, uh, Louis Damani Jones, young African-American Catholic out of the St. Louis area. And he just had a real uh, wealth of knowledge and a, um, just an interesting perspective on, on these things and was able to draw, help us to draw in a lot of diverse voices within the African-American community. So I think um, just a willingness to listen, but then also um, trying to engage people uh, that were willing to, to share, their, share their stories, you mm -hmm. know. And how did you get folks from the African-American community comfortable enough to share their stories with you? Yeah, that's a, uh, it's an interesting question. I mean, I just, um, m most people were just uh, really uh, gracious about it, quite frankly. I, I don't, um, I think there was a desire, like our desire to learn was uh, really met with a sincere desire to share. And so it was, a, a, in many ways, kind of a, um, a beautiful response of a willingness, like, oh, you want to hear about this? Like, I'll, sure, we'll, we'll tell you about it. Glad so, about yeah, it. glad to talk about it. And so um, it was neat. I mean, obviously, there's some that are more sensitive stories and things like that. And we tried to be as delicate with those as, as we could be and, and handle people's stories with care. Because obviously, when you're, when you're editing people's stories, you want to, um, to honor uh the kind of the way in which they've shared their story with you so tell us where the name the ark and the dove comes from yeah so the the ark and the dove um and i'm not a marylander so this uh marylanders i think all know this i guess but uh basically the ark and the dove are the two companion ships that brought the first uh, Catholic settlers uh, to the state of, of Maryland. And uh, with that, um, there was uh, Matthias D'Souza was an indentured servant, an African-American, uh, on, the, on the ship. Um, and uh, he later became a prominent Marylander and then also uh, began, uh, was elected to the state house. So it's just, a, um, it's just an interesting story, a, a very important kind of historical piece of, of Maryland history. And frankly, we just, uh, the Ark and the Dove had uh, really a, a sound of, um, uh, of kind of struggle but hope, which is the story that we were trying to tell. Mm -hmm. And when you try to tell that story, you're telling that in five episodes over the course of each one about an hour long or so. Yeah, so we, we started out with four episodes, and then we had too much tape, and we are like, no one's going to listen to that long of an episode. Um, so it ended up being uh, five episodes total. Uh, each of them we tried to do between, you know, 35 to 50 minutes, something like that. So they're all kind of, you know... Uh, a, a ride to work and home and you know that's that's about an episode right mm -hmm. there I want to listen to a uh, part of one of the episodes and you you have a, a clip for us here uh, that's at, that comes at the tail end of episode one can you set that up for us yeah so uh, this the, I, I think this is uh, really great and I, honestly this is a great uh, piece to share with uh, friends and family members who might not be Catholic because it tells an interesting story um, about the history of Baltimore City. It's talking a little bit about uh, the blockbusting that occurred within Edmondson Village. Uh, St. Bernadine's was uh, the parish really at the, in the heart of Edmondson Village. And so it just uh, kind of sets up that story that we tell in, in two parts. The first part being uh, about the village uh, more generally, and then the second part focusing more on the, the parish at the heart of the village. 
Let's take a listen. I'll tell you a story. That's what I'm good at. My mother and father in the 1930s were down here in Southern Illinois, south of East St. Louis, and they decided that because there were some priests and nuns and other people in the Catholic Church who were doing good social work among the colored population, that they might try to be Catholic. Well, they went to start taking instructions, and the priest that they were working with told them, I can't continue this because if I do continue and bring you into the Catholic Church, my parishioners will run me out of town. Well, here I am, all these years later. They said, okay, Father, and went back and became Catholic anyway, along with about seven or eight other black families in East St. Louis. They didn't take get out of here for an answer. That's it, right there. Of all the interviews and conversations, this is the central question that never left me. Why did they stay? And Father Brown's story is one among countless others that we heard over the course of this project, which doesn't even scratch the surface of the stories that could be told. Imagine, for example, a neighborhood in West Baltimore where 10,000 people lived, and then 10 years later, 10,000 different people lived there. Everson Village at one time in the 50s was all white. Yeah, no black. The neighborhood was rather evenly divided, Protestant Catholic. Uh, so you had one Roman Catholic parish, St. Bernardine's. When we started with the Kiss of Peace, we had white people that wouldn't even touch our heads like we were going to rub off on them or something. Yet we were in church. Morris Goldseeker is the one who has been really regulating the exodus of the black community out of the center of the city of Baltimore for the past 35 years. Morris Goldseeker. It was Goldseeker. Goldseeker. Bought up a lot of houses. We'd call him a slumlord, but he would call himself an equal opportunity housing provider. And he said, uh, you won't sell? I said, no. He said, what are you going to do when these move in here? And they get out on a porch in the summer and they drink beer. They, they took advantage of people and it worked. Doesn't make it right, but it worked. I mean, that's what happened. Sounds like a powerful episode. We're going to have to listen to that. After the break, we're going to talk some more with Edward Herrera, who is executive director of the Archdiocesan Institute for Evangelization, and also one of the producers of the podcast series, The Ark and the Dove. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Review Radio. Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. The Maryland Supreme Court in Annapolis ruled August 14th that religious exemption in the state's Fair Employment Practices Act bars claims of religious, sexual orientation, and gender identity discrimination against religious organizations by employees who perform duties that directly further the core mission of the religious entity. 
In its 4-3 decision, the court also said that the ban on discrimination on the basis of sex in the Fair Employment Law and the Maryland Equal Pay for Equal Work Act does not include sexual orientation. The state Supreme Court ruling is the latest action in a case called Doe v. Catholic Relief Services, which is working its way through the courts. Doe is a data analyst employed by CRS, the U.S. Bishop's Overseas Relief and Development Agency based in Baltimore, and sued the Catholic agency in 2020, claiming its refusal to provide health benefits to his husband was discrimination. CRS initially provided the benefits to Doe's husband, but after months of discussion between Doe and the agency's Human Resource Department, the organization removed Doe's husband from the health plan in October of 2017. In 2018, Doe filed a discrimination complaint with the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission over his husband being removed from the CRS health plan and followed that with a lawsuit. On August 3, 2022, a U.S. District Court judge in Maryland ruled in favor of the plaintiff but asked the Maryland Supreme Court to answer questions about state employment laws. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. Loyola University Maryland announced August 15th that it intends to offer a Bachelor of Science in Nursing program to help address Maryland's ongoing nursing workforce shortage. The program will be in partnership with Mercy Medical Center, which will provide clinical placements at Mercy's downtown Baltimore campus, in addition to other resources and support. Loyola is formally requesting a recommendation for implementation from the Maryland Higher Education Commission and will seek additional approvals and accreditation. The four-year undergraduate program will be integrated into Loyola's curriculum during the 2024-2025 academic year and would be available for new incoming Loyola undergraduate students in the fall of 2025. About 70% of Loyola's total undergraduates come from outside Maryland, and its current portfolio of natural and applied sciences courses already include biology, chemistry, biochemistry, forensic studies, and pre-health sequences. Maryland is projected to have a shortage of 13,800 nurses by 2035. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. For Catholic Review Media, I'm Kevin Parks. With inviting surroundings, complete independence, and an unmatched quality of life, Mercy Ridge is the unparalleled choice for your retirement lifestyle. It's a way of living that promotes an active, healthier life. Located in Timonium, Maryland, Mercy Ridge Continuing Care Retirement Community features a beautifully landscaped 32-acre campus, the grounds, dining, and recreational amenities and residences are designed to provide a gracious lifestyle and a variety of exciting activities. Visit MercyRidge.com. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. We are back on Catholic Review Radio, talking with Edgar Herrera, Director of the Institute for Evangelization for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. He's also one of the producers of the podcast series, The Ark and the Dove, which is available on Apple Podcasts and all your favorite podcast platforms. Um, Edward, we were, we were talking before the break about kind of where you got these ideas and um, how did you really kind of approach this in terms of this is a really big issue to condense into less than five hours of, of podcast. How did you go about digging into that and figuring out what you wanted to focus on? Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, I think what we tried to do uh, was identify a few pieces of the history that we found particularly compelling. I think we have uh, hundreds more hours of tape that we, we didn't use, but I think it was 
kind of um, what we could what we could speak to, what we feel might resonate with folks. We also, in the last episode, tried to bring some voices from across the country to to speak into it again from a more um, meta level, the the racial divide questions in the country. So um, we just tried to focus on what. Uh, what at least tells a meaningful part of the story, what really resonated with us, because I think part of it for particularly Jay and I, who is my primary collaborator, we also worked with uh, Lewis from St. Louis, and uh, was to, to ask these questions our, ourselves, right? These are questions that I think are important for, for everyone to be reflecting on. And so with that, we, we kind of said to ourselves, well, what... Um, what should we be exploring in our own conscience and our own kind of experiences around the questions of, of race and the racial divide? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things we all understand is that if we don't look at this question, we will never understand it. There's yes. a lot of people who are just like, well, that happened centuries ago. It doesn't matter now. And the fact is, some of it happened centuries ago. Some of it happened decades ago. Some of it happened last week. Yeah. And it does matter now. Yep. Where do you go when you're trying to put that together and say, how do we make this make sense for people today? Yeah, and I think part of it is recognizing, number one, to your point, the history wasn't that long ago, and sometimes it was last week, right? And so, like, understanding, like, like framing that in, in context, because I think a lot of times when I hear about these conversations with friends, it's like, well, that happened a long time ago. I wasn't a part of it, da, 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 da. And I think when you start peeling back the layers of the onion, um, you start to see, you know, John Paul II used the language a lot of uh, structures of sin, for example. And when we talk about structures of sin, we're not saying um, kind of a mere uh, collection of of sins, right? All these individual sins, but that really um, there can be a building up of um, of sin, right? I mean, he talks about it particularly with regards to like a culture of death. And so when we talk about structures of the sin, it's the same type of thing. And so we have to kind of explore those as Catholics seriously and reflect on them, see what our individual roles in these, what our individual roles in um, transforming the culture, building up the common good uh, are, and kind of kind of ask those questions seriously. One particular case was a conversation that we had with uh, Bishop Edward Braxton, who's the retired bishop, um, who's spoken extensively, written extensively on this subject. And one of the things he said is, you know, he regularly encourages people to have conversations about the racial divide in the country and to have conversations about what they think about it, what they experience about it, and to, to have like serious conversations around that rather than, um, and he just was uh, in his typical fashion, I think, kind of like people want to talk about the weather or they want to talk about the sports or these types of things. And really anything rather than having deep conversations about uh, serious things that affect our country and our society, mm-hmm. and particularly through the lens of the church, right? Particularly right. through the lens of the church. So speaking of the lens of the church, Archbishop Lurie has written extensively on this. He's written two pastoral re- reflections on racism, and uh, one uh, specifically about the nonviolence of, of Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. But then he also, in his second one, Journey to Racial Justice, addressed specifically the slavery involved with past archbishops of Baltimore. 
but also some of the other things that are going on. Are there other bishops in Baltimore who have addressed these concerns? Yeah, so we, um, in it, we have, uh, in the uh, third episode, actually, we have some historic footage um, uh, and some stuff that, uh, you know, was actually reported by um, one of your reporters as well um, around um, fair housing. Uh, so uh, that, there's some uh, footage from Cardinal Sheehan talking about kind of um, the need for fair housing. And then also, uh, we were just talking about I think it was Cardinal Keeler also spoke about the uh, the history and connection with slavery in the in the early part of the church in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Um, so there's definitely been talking about it, but Archbishop Laurie, I think, is the one who has most directly and clearly spoken on the subject um, and has a, a deep commitment uh, to to healing the racial divide in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. He has formed a commission to look at the question of slavery, especially as it relates to the archdiocese. And that includes looking at, you know, the, whether or not there were slaves who helped build the basilica. You know, those kinds of things. Yes. There are questions that are going to be looked at from a historical perspective, but also from a systemic perspective. When you got into this project, was, were there things that you learned that just absolutely shocked you? Yeah, um, I, I think... There, um, not that necessarily shocked me, but I think that um, that I would say were a real an opportunity to examine my own conscience. I would say uh, so that I wouldn't say is as shocking because I think um, in some ways we might know that certain things happened or happened in a particular way, but then to reflect seriously on how that brings us to the point of where we are today, I think is something that we, we don't reflect on. How we might um, participate in, in these types of things, I think is something that we b bears reflecting on. Um, one of the things in particular um, that some of our, our guests spoke about uh, within the, uh, the last episode, so we had a, a number of national uh, speakers on that last episode, and their conversation around reparations was was very enlightening to me um, because I think they were talking about it fundamentally from the perspective of uh, spiritual reparations, right? That this is um, something that, that affects our society from a spiritual perspective, right? Because we're talking about um, division, right? And, and that's not certainly not of the Lord, right? That we're, um, we're truly called to, to unity and anything that divides us, um, it, it, you know, is not, uh, not of the Lord, right? So I think this, that conversation was, was very enlightening, talking about reparation from the perspective of, uh, of a spiritual reality, but then also talking about how that should, should take place in, in concrete ways. So I, I found that conversation particularly enlightening, but we did try to have um, different perspectives to, to kind of wrestle with some of those questions. Mm -hmm. What do you hope people take away after listening to this? It's, it's you know, five uh, episodes, 45 minutes to 50 minutes, you know, each. So there's a big chunk of, of content there. Do you expect people to sit down and listen to all of them at once, or do you hope they spread it out? And what do you hope they take away from it? Yeah, so, I mean, it's funny. I, I'm a podcast listener, so I devour podcasts. So, I mean, if, if I found one that I liked, I'd listen to all five in, in pretty short order. 
Um, I do think that um, they have uh, so, some level of depth, so it, it might bear kind of spacing them out a little bit so you can have some time to, to sit with the content in it. We tried to raise a little bit of a question for reflection at the end of each one. Uh, so I think that that bears spending some time with, perhaps um, praying with and, and kind of thinking through a little bit more. Um, it, it's my desire from the project um, that it, it invites individuals, um, you know, everyone from individuals whose hearts might be hardened to the question of the racial divide in the country that might open them up a little more to the conversation. Um, that, you know, it might be an opportunity for, for deeper reflection uh, for our average Catholics in, in the pews as they're, they're reflecting on uh, the question of, of race and faith and, and these type of things. But I also, I, I would add, um, and I, I say this on the heels of coming from the, the Black Catholic Congress this last week, uh, the witness of the Black Catholic community is beautiful. And uh, their kind of um, worship, it, it's, uh, it's beautiful, right? It's, it's beautiful. And so I think it would also be my hope uh, that folks could um, see that witness and, and come to know a bit more about that witness because it is uh, so amazing. Obviously, we have six uh, black Catholics that are African Americans that are on the road to sainthood, um, and so to learn more about those saints, or you know, hopefully some saints named soon, right? Um, so I think that's a great, um, ho hopefully, goal, right? Is is to kind of invite folks to look a little bit more um, at at the wealth and the richness of of that tradition. Mm -hmm. And the U.S. Bishop's most recent pastoral letter against racism was named open wide our hearts i've found that's one of the most effective prayers is not to say lord change this person's attitude or change my attitude about this but simply open their heart open Absolutely. my heart and we go from there so we have been talking today with edward herrera who is executive director for the institute for evangelization for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. He's also one of the producers of the podcast series, The Ark and the Dove, which is available wherever you get your podcast from. You, you can find it, just search for, the, for those terms. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, it's always great to be with you, Chris. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you have been listening to Catholic Review Radio. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow The Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.